Welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Wedding Talks podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Nicole and Tony from Bella Bloom Florals. Bella Bloom is a boutique floral shop located in Wailea on the island of Maui. Welcome, you two. How's it going? Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We're excited. Thanks for having us. This is uh, going to be episode two that I'm going to drop. So I'm very excited to have you both. And um, I feel like we've worked together on so many weddings, but I almost never see you because I always show up a little bit later. But the magic that you drop, that you leave for us when I show up to film everything is just, it's always so beautiful and epic. So if you don't mind, maybe could you both just tell me your roles um, and maybe like a brief history of Bella Bloom? Sure. Uh, Maybe I will start. I'm Nicole. I started uh, Bella Bloom 15 years ago. Um, When I got married, there weren't any flower shops that you could, uh, you know, go in and actually see what you're getting. There's so many fancy houses around here and all the hotels. It was the perfect area to open a shop. Um, I'm from Vancouver where I'm used to all the little boutique shops and just being able to go in and see what you're getting. So that's kind of where the idea came from being in this area um, and the space became available. So I teamed up with a super talented designer and him and I started out and we would sit in here for hours going, where is everybody? And just over the years we've grown and morphed and now we have this amazing team uh, in this amazing space. And you said 15 years? 15 years. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And when we first started out, we were more a gift company. We had a lot of gifts in the front and the flowers were kind of a side thing we did in the back. And yeah, over the years, it's just, we've hit our little niche here and we love doing weddings. And you do more than weddings too, right? It's a shop people can come in, maybe for prom, all yeah, those things. Everything flower related. So yeah, prom, corsages, um, people's houses, entryway arrangements, dinner parties. Yeah. Anything flower related. Cool. And then Tony, what's, uh, your role in the company? Yeah. Um, so I've been here a little over seven years and I started when I just moved to Maui, I found the job on Craigslist, just entry level. I've always loved flowers. I had no idea I would eventually be a florist, but I've always been interested in it. And, I started off just entry level. I was a delivery driver. I was learning what flowers were, what their names were, and it just kind of evolved over time. And now I'm the creative wedding director. So I do all things more focused on the wedding side of things. So while Nicole and I both meet with brides and share that, you know, proposals and things like that, um, I do more of like the flower ordering and overall design process. I'll work with the bride or the wedding planner and bring their vision to life in the back of house or back scene, I guess you could say. So I put it together on paper and then all the designers support me and make it, bring it to life basically, which is really cool. That's my favorite part is seeing it all come together after six to eight months, sometimes a year of work. That's pretty cool because you've, you've worked your way up through the company, you've had every role and then now you, you kind of, you're in the back end, you're meeting with the couples, and then you're also day of, I've seen you day of. Yes, I like the install too. That's one of my favorite parts is literally seeing it come together. I think that's why I like to be on site so much, is making sure what came was in my head kind of came onto paper. Or I'm sorry, came out to fruition. <laughs> one question I have is, do you work with couples as far as like elopements and weddings, no matter how small to like no matter how big, like multi-day events? So like, for example, like the simplest, like, a couple just wants to elope and just wants a bouquet all the way up to, you know, multi-day events. Yeah, we get that question all the time. 
uh, in email, usually someone will reach out and say, what is your minimum? Will you do just one bouquet for us? And we love that. We love the personal service. Um, we're just so honored to be a part of a couple special day like that. But yes, we do single bouquets up until multi-day events. Yeah. What all goes into creating a client's vision? So you talked about meeting with couples, you know, creating their vision, but like, could you walk me through the steps of how that takes place? Yeah, I can go through that. So I would say there's kind of two avenues, either a wedding planner reaches out to us or the bride directly reaches out to us. So the wedding planner side, and again, this is, I'm just kind of generalizing, but usually this is how it goes, is that they'll have already met with the bride, got their overall vision, picked out the tables, picked out the chairs, picked out the you know, the dining furniture, everything. And then they come to us with a mood board and an itemized list of like, we need X, X, and X. And then we'll collab with them and put together a proposal and kind of go from there. I would say sometimes we do meet the bride. Sometimes they're here on a site visit and we get to meet them and talk with them and at least put a face to like a name before. And sometimes we don't, but it's kind of fun to meet them and do that side of it. I feel like flowers are that one thing in the wedding that like you were talking about, there's, there's the chairs, the decor, the everything, but flowers are like the one thing that brings everything together. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the, the, I don't know. The showstopper. The showstopper. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. The one thing that makes you go, wow. I mean, when I'm filming a wedding, it's my favorite thing to film is the flowers. So when, when a couple definitely spends a little bit more on the florals and just goes big. It's my favorite thing because it just makes the, the film, I feel like even just skyrocket and just become so much better. I mean, Maui and Hawaii in general has so much beauty, but then to like add in even more of that um, floral beauty into it, into the wedding, it's amazing. And then I would just say the other side is it of it, excuse me, is if the bride reaches out direct, we're happy to work with them one-on-one. -on -one. Sometimes maybe they'll just have a day of planner. So we'll work with them throughout the process and then we'll get a timeline from the day of coordinator, you know, a couple of days before and bring it together. And from them, we're just looking for, you know, first of all, are we available? Is it a date we have open? Where it, the location is? Do they have the details that we need to put a proposal together? So sometimes we kind of have to say, yes, we're available, get back to us when you kind of put more of the elements together because all of our weddings are custom. We don't have packages. And so we want to bring exactly what they're looking for to life, but we need kind of those little details to give them a proper estimate. I think that's great having custom for each person because then, yeah, you're going to get exactly what that couple wants for their wedding. Well, and pricing ranges so much too. And, you know, one bride, two different brides might want the same bouquet, but one bride might be four nine. So she's more petite and someone's taller. So we'll make it a little more custom to them. We might need to make it a little bit bigger. Um, so we like to have that opportunity and not be set on one thing going into it. That's something I never even thought about is the, the different height, yeah, yeah. height differences and and everyone has their own, you know, probably history. And I, I know almost everyone has like their favorite flower. And so I'm sure they want some of those into the bouquet or whatever. So what, what is it, what happens with like sourcing flowers? How do you do that? How would you get certain flowers that maybe aren't native to Hawaii here? Do you try to do mostly native flowers here? That is probably our number one challenge is getting the flowers that we want here. Yeah. We do try to support local absolutely as much as we can. But here in Hawaii, it's it's all tropical. It's the ginger and the heliconia. It, they're not the soft pastel colors. Um, 
We love to marry the two elements, the softer spring flowers with the tropicals. Um, but the the local flowers we source from farms here. We also have a challenge getting the quantities we need locally. Um, but everything else is is shipped in. And we're out here in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So they what they send us is what they send us. We may order a lavender spray rose and it might come in purple, like just a little bit the wrong shade. So we have to be flexible, but we will always create the overall look and style that the bride is going for. That's something that Dimitri and Sandra talked about in our last episode too, was that when you come to Hawaii, you have to have kind of that aloha spirit, that more laid back nature. And just if you're somebody who, yeah, and I'm sure most of the time it happens, you know, you order lavender, you get lavender, but you always have to be careful because yeah, we are sourcing everything, a lot of things from the mainland. And and it's kind of special. Some of the local farms, again, don't have the quantities we need, but we can get some pretty spring elements to add in to focal points. We'll put special flowers in the bridal bouquet or, you know, in focal areas that there's going to be more eyes on them rather than a big arch that those little details will get lost. We'll use those special little details there. And I've seen before too is I'll be filming a wedding and then we move past the ceremony section of the day and we move into the reception. I've seen you repurpose, you know, flowers from the ceremony section over into the reception area. Yeah, it's totally doable as long as we don't really have time to rework anything. But if there's like an aisle arrangement, we'll definitely move it to the reception. You know, if you that's kind of in trend right now is the flowers to line the aisle. And if you do maybe eight to 10 for a wedding, you can definitely move it to like in front of a bar or in front of the sweetheart table or to line the dance floor. That's a great repurposing option. I feel like we're kind of on the fence about this too, because it can be challenging. A lot of the locations, the ceremony and their reception are all in one area. So you don't want your guests seeing all of us little ants running around in between, you know, everything's all beautifully set and then we're tromping through. So we, we are always mindful of that as well. And we will make those suggestions if we think it's going to be too intrusive with the guests and the overall look. Yeah, it's probably very circumstantial on the location, the day, how many uh, team members you have to be able to move everything over, how many flowers they ordered. I'm sure there's like multiple different things with that that, that goes into that. Um, as far as team members, I know you, it's always evolving and never changing, but how many uh, team members you have here at Bella Bloom? Oh, there's, <laughs> there's eight of us. Eight, okay. Yep, and I think one, two, three, probably like, four full-time, full, four part-time. And it's definitely like, we have a really solid crew. We're so grateful. It's taken a while over the years to kind of ebb and flow, that's for sure. But we have everyone and everyone's really good at like specific things, you know, like we have amazing designers. We have an employee named Chelsea who also has like an arch company. So she's really good at like building things and the mechanics of things, which is really awesome to have. And then we have other employees that are just like down for whatever. They'll do the strikes. They'll go to Lowe's. They'll spray paint 300 leaves. Like everyone's just down to help. Because I think, and so it's really nice. We work really hard and some of it isn't very glamorous. You know, the schlepping and the sweating and the sunburns. But we all usually can laugh about it at the end and go, get in the cooler at the end of the day and cool down. Yeah, big laugh. shout out to the Bella Bloom team. <laughs> yeah. They are the hardest, hardest working group of women for sure. I, I see you sometimes I'm showing up, I'm like setting my gear down and I have like one or two little 
you know, bags or tripods or whatever. And then I see you all hustling and carrying sweating, buckets. carrying. Yeah. Anybody who says, you know, doing flowers is easy is wrong. That's for sure. Yeah. They're walking in the store, seeing all these arrangements all finished and they just ended up there. How did they magically end up there? There's, yeah, there's so many little details that kind of, it's, it's, we call it editing. It's like when you watch a film, you don't want to notice the little things that you did to make it better. And I think that's a, uh, the same in a lot of things like photography, uh, florals, coordination. There's like these little things that people do in their business that make things smoother and unnoticeable, but it's tons of work in the back end. And really the payoff is so that the couple has this like seamless, um, seamless beauty as far as like florals or video or photo or whatever it ends up being. But I like, I can't even imagine how much time goes into just like one bouquet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I can touch a little bit, like, so I make what are called flower recipes. It's like how you hit your cost margins and things. So each element of a proposal has a recipe. So for the bride of bouquet, I, for every single wedding, whether it's an elopement or a $20,000 wedding, I'm going through every single thing individually and making a recipe, almost like a cooking recipe to say in my head, I want the bouquet to look like this. So I need three of this, two of that, five of this, four of that in these colors to make it look like this. And so I think that's one that sets us apart a little bit. I'm sure other florists do this too. And they're very talented, but like we, Nicole or I, like we literally fine tune every single recipe to make sure it's going to look like the photo or their inspiration or their vibe. So, cause we care, you know, and I really want, like we both all, our whole team takes pride in what we do and we don't want to ever put something out that we're not proud of. One thing I've noticed just doing these podcasts is just the underlying theme that people care. People here in the Hawaii wedding industry, like truly care about what they do and the couples that they service and put their whole art, put their whole heart into it. So what are some of the floral trends that you've seen in the past that are maybe still present or some of the new ones this year? I would say like kind of big installations. Like I feel like we've done in the last year so many like hanging installations or over the top arches or just wow moments. I feel like in the past, like previously there were more just flowers everywhere, but I'm seeing a trend of maybe they really go all out on the ceremony and maybe on the reception, it's a little bit more muted or minimal, or they'll do like just bud vases down the table, but a huge over the top installation over the table, or they'll do like something on the bar where they'll add like hanging lay or baskets or fruits. So I think those like fun little elements. And I've also noticed too, that we're working more with wedding planners that are taking a look at the finer detail. Like we want your vessels to match our candles and match our glassware and match our plates. So like the planner will come in on their own and bring in maybe a set of dinnerware and we'll go through our inventory and say, what do we have? Do we need to order something? You know, this is what makes a photo and the public, excuse me, publication worthy, you know, and that sort of thing. And it really seeing it set up, it really comes together and makes a wow statement for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and color, we're seeing a lot of color right now and not only in the flowers, but the candles, you know, we're doing like mixed match candles, bright peaches, bright pinks, and lots of hard goods. There's more different vessels and candlestick holders. There's just more stuff going on besides the flowers. My, my style as far as for video, I love color. Like I, it, I try to like boost that as much as possible. I'm not like cranking the saturation, but I definitely want 
my what I tell my couples is I want their films to be slightly better than what they remember. And so it's like whenever I have lots of color in there, it's it always makes the film pop even more. So I, I love that trend. I hope that one stays for a long time. And you can't go wrong with white and green. It's always classic. We still get a lot of white and green. And it's now it's that organic, loose, whimsical style that's so beautiful. But it's just timeless, too. You can't go wrong with white and green. Exactly. I was just going to say timeless. Mm -hmm. Do you appreciate photographers who capture the florals and their true colors. I know there's a lot of different styles out there. So you'll have somebody who's like a little bit more maybe muted in their style, more filmic, like my last episode with Dimitri and Sandra, they're very like film, true to color. Um, do you really appreciate having photographers capture things as they truly are, like accurate in color? Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, the bright color is so fun. And the detail shots, you know, some photographers are better than other, but when we get a, when I get an album back, the first thing I look at is the flower detail shots. I skim through. I mean, I'll always go back through, but the detail shots to us are really important. I know the day's not about us, but <laughs> I like to see some flower shots and like a full shot of the table and the ceremony cuz sometimes like you were saying, we we leave at usually like 3 p.m. We don't get to see it all come together. So it's sometimes I don't even see what the bride and groom look like until I get the wedding album back, but I want to see it as an entirety. And I think, you know, the first thing a bride or groom sends to us is an inspirational photo. And if it's edited or the wrong color, like it's hard to kind of say, well, you know, that's not like actually real, <laughs> you know, like flowers don't come in teal, you know, that's either a faux flower or it was like spray painted or manipulated. So that can be a kind of a tough one sometimes is getting people's inspiration that maybe isn't realistic. And that dusty color right now too, with the it like over edited. And so everything looks like it's just got that dusty shade on it. That's been hard to recreate too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, every couple has their style that they're into for photo and video, but it is nicer for you to be able to showcase your work through somebody who is more accurate to what it actually looks like in real life. Yeah, we know some photographers that everyone's, you know, really talented, but maybe by now on Maui, uh, it's so nice to see a lot of people using local photographers. So we kind of know everyone's style. So I'll look at the timeline and say who it is. And we know what people like, like maybe this person wants some styling blooms. We know this person's really good at detail shots. Like some may, maybe does a darker tone on their photography. So maybe we'll do some brighter colors to hopefully to help with that. So we kind of rely on all the other vendors too, to hopefully collab together to make it all come together. So what are some questions that couples come to you with when they're planning their wedding um, that's floral related? The number one question, usually the first inquiry always includes, can you send us an estimate? And that's a fully loaded question because it, it can range so much and we don't want to freak them out right away because everything's so expensive. We And we need to, we want to give an accurate idea of cost. And if we overestimate something, you know, that they don't want, we, we just want to keep it comfortable for them and work within a budget, their budget of whatever that may be. Um, but everything is really pricey here in Hawaii. Again, I said we're in the, out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Almost everything's shipped in. And you'll see when you go to the grocery store, or you go to order your cocktails at the hotel, like everything is just so expensive. Everything's gone up. And it's the cost of the land and it's the cost of the gas of the planes shipping it over and all those things go into it. 
Um, but we definitely try to work within a budget and give suggestions on ways to scale back or other things you can do to get what you want and um, make an impact with your flowers. And something to add to us another little story is that last year I was able to visit a flower farm in Ecuador, um, a rose farm. And to see the back end of that was really, really cool. It was literally the roses that arrived to our shop are from Ecuador. And, um, but to see even the back end of that, you know, like what goes into growing a flower, you know, there's so many steps that it takes for it to arrive to our store. You know, it's the team there planting it, pruning it, watering it, packaging it, shipping it, and then it arriving here and us cleaning it, processing it and putting it in arrangement, you know? So it kind of, for me, brought the whole idea together and it's fun to share with people just really what goes into any like plant or flower story and it getting to Hawaii. That's something you don't really think about like the journey of the flower and you, you, out of any wedding vendor, you probably have the most logistical challenging job of, you know, sourcing flowers, you know, either local or from the mainland or anywhere else all the way here, like you said, cleaning everything, prepping everything, placing everything, and then also aligning all of that with the client's vision. So that's pretty incredible. It's pretty crazy. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun and crazy. And making sure everything's open on the right day and at the right, you know, the, the roses are open just right. The peonies are open the for their shining open. star moment. Yeah. Yeah. We're always putting stuff outside and say, hurry up, time to open. So I have one more question. But I would love to hear about some wedding stories. We talked about this before we started the <laughs> podcast. And I would love to hear um, some wedding stories. Oh, yeah. We talk at our Christmas party. That's always something fun we do about stories that have happened over the year. And even when we're looking to boost the team morale, we'll bring up um, fun things that have happened or challenges or just funny stories that have happened. So one of my major things that I can remember over these years is the first time we used a refrigerated truck. It was a huge wedding with lots of hydrangea and roses, so everything needed to be in the cooler and kept chilly. So we thought, that's a great idea. Let's just back the truck up outside the store. We can store all of our finished arrangements, and then we just drive the truck down to the location. Sounds easy enough. We got it all loaded up, turned the truck on, and left for the day. And we got, I got a call around 1 a.m., from the Wailea Association saying, you have to move your truck. And at this time, I had a little baby, about a four-month-old baby. And so I woke my husband up, and I'm like, we got to figure this out. So I came down here first and just drove the truck around Wailea for about two hours. And I thought, I can't do this, and I need to be able to work the next day. So he packed the kids up and brought them here, and we unloaded the whole truck into the store and just cranked up the AC and turned the truck off. And when we came in the next day, everything looked beautiful. Everything was perfect. And we just loaded the truck back up again and we drove it down to our setup and everything was fine. We watered everything, but we learned our lesson on the refrigerated truck. We have used one since then, but we just organized the timing a little bit better and don't leave it running overnight the the things we do when we own our own businesses, right? It's oh. like who else is going to get at the call at one a.m. to go drive the truck around for two hours? Like it's there's so much on our on our shoulders for what we do, and I think that's why we have a love for what we do. But 
Yeah, I can totally get that. Well, and I told Rodrigo from Rio the next day when we were doing the setup, the little story. And he's like, you should have called me. You could have parked it in my warehouse. No problem. So you've loved the support too of your other vendors. Everybody's there for you. I didn't know that was a possibility, but now I do. So that was really nice of him too. He felt, felt the pain on that one. And another one that happened down at Onda's, the wind is like such a huge issue for us here. Everything, we always keep it in consideration. We don't do really little bud vases anymore. Everything blows over. So we had a huge, we called it the Goliath Arch. It was full of flowers. We left it, we came back and we got a call from the wedding planner and said, the arch has fallen over. It didn't just fall over, it crumbled. The legs fell off of it, and it had probably $8,000 worth of flowers on it. White Phalaenopsis orchids draping this most beautiful over-the-top arch fell over, and the guests were there. So we went down there and picked it all up. The engineering came down and rebuilt it. We were all brainstorming, how are we going to hang things from the tree? How can we repurpose this? The bride hadn't arrived yet, but all she said is figure it out. I want an arch. So we figured it out. We got it done. Engineering rebuilt it. We were able to salvage a lot a lot of the flowers. Everything was fine. And we just put it back up there and they got married and it was beautiful. But it's those little things, unexpected blips. Blips, <laughs> yes. And it usually has to do with the wind. And you can uncontrollable. You can only do so much to plan and to have backups and to be prepared. And then, you know, Mother Nature. Yeah. The wind and the direct sun too, the blazing hot sun. Yeah. The first little thing is that some of my most memorable moments are when the bride will like DM, DM us or send us a card or an email just saying thank you. Um, I'm sure everyone is grateful, but hearing the kind of one-on-one from our couples is really, really nice to hear. We always share, like, share it with our staff or post it. So it's always nice to thank your vendors. If you take a second after your wedding, if you're really happy with your experience, like a little, hey, thanks so much. It's just, I think all of us really take it to heart because we all work really hard. And then I think my most recent memorable wedding was we were setting up at Oluwalu um, with Kristen from OPE Love. And the trend that's kind of going on is like taper candles. But again, the wind, we're like, well, we don't want to put out taper candles and they don't stay lit. So like, let's just put, we see it on the mainland all the time. We'll put like a glass hurricane over the candle so that it'll protect it from the winds. We get them on, we order our supplies, yada, yada. We're kind of like looking at it. We're like, this doesn't look very sturdy, but like everyone else is doing it. So whatever. So we, we're at Oluwalu. It's, it's a thousand degrees. There's not one lick of wind. It's, you know, it's kind of, we're putting the final details out. I'm kind of talking to Kristen. I'm like, do we put the taper covers over? And we're like, yeah, we both agree. Wait, I'm not throwing her under the bus. It was me too. <laughs> but we're like, oh, let's do it. Yeah, it'll be fine. So we put them out. We're kind of packing up our stuff, getting ready to go. It's, and we hear the domino shatter. And a one little, not little, a gust of wind came to Oluwalu. All the tables were set. The flowers were out. Everything was out. And every single, not every single, probably 50% of the taper candles went crashing bamboom <laughs> onto the tables, the ground, glass everywhere, guests arriving. But everyone helped, you know, we, everyone sprang into action, all the vendors, all the catering staff, the photographer, or else like, dee, 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 and we made it happen. And the bride, I think the bride mentioned to someone like, I think I heard something outside, <laughs> you know, but we recovered, um, we removed them, we learned our, again, a lesson of like, you know, we now leave them with the wedding planner, and it's their call, 
you know, because it, it usually like winds down a little bit at sunset. But I just remember that sound and like, gulp. And, but we always, I feel like recover and you learn for the future. And I feel like you have to make mistakes to kind of move forward. And sometimes. it's hard with the candles because the wind does die down. Once sunset comes, the wind dies down and everything will be fine. So that's usually when the planners can just go and put those covers on the candles so they'll stay lit. But usually we're there between the three o'clock to, we're gone at three o'clock when the wind is the strongest. Yeah. The trade winds. It's, mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the best parts about Hawaii is you can have so many outdoor events and that's the worst part about Hawaii. You can have so many outdoor events and you never know. And it's windy. I mean, we're in the middle of an Island. There's storms and things that don't hit us that still affect us. You know, the wind will kind of creep in from a different direction, but yeah, I feel like every wedding you kind of learn just a little bit about what to do better the next time. And that's cool that it's, it's kind of like a, you know, 15 years culmination of all there's, that. There's lots of stories in 15 years. <laughs> We've learned a lot. Yeah, totally. When I feel like, you know, the local vendors know what's up. You know, we, we all have worked in the industry and you can video and win, you know, you can take photography and win. Like all of us have learned through the years of being in the industry that we really know the elements or it may be difficult for someone else that isn't, you know, on the islands, knowing kind of the weather and the situations. Exactly. You can show up to a certain venue, just knowing the different wind patterns and directions. And like, you see a cloud in the sky and you're like, oh no, it's not going to rain here. That's going to get blown over to like McKenna. It's not going to, you know, rain on us right now. So you have that local knowledge just of the weather, like let alone other things like I was talking about. It's like with permitting and shooting on certain beaches and stuff. I think local knowledge is like invaluable. Um, Speaking of local knowledge, what is one piece of advice or tip you could give couples looking to get married in Hawaii? Pick a good team. Um, if you're going to have a wedding planner, it's obviously up to you, but I would say have someone, a home base, whether it's a wedding planner, or a day of coordinator, you need to have someone that knows what they're doing. Um, there's just like we just spoke about, there's just lots of elements that are different from mainland weddings and trust your vendors too. Like we all know what we're doing. We don't, you know, you can't micromanage everyone. And if you pick a good team, we're going to pull it off. Like we're, we're, we all care. We're going to give you your special day and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, no, I go along with Tony too. I think it's all about the team. It really is. Everybody here on Maui or in Hawaii knows about the elements, the shipping challenges, the lighting, um, all of those things to make a seamless event, really. I think, uh, I think the, having a good team is the number one. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, feel free to follow us on Instagram and also visit our website at www.hawaiiweddingtalkspodcast.com. Mahalo. See you in paradise. <laughs>